Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. I have started. <laughs> you know how you said you didn't want to edit? Yeah, I know. <laughs> Welcome to another episode of WA Expose, a podcast about local arts by local artists. As always, I'm your host, Aria Scarlett, with the immense privilege of recording this podcast on Wajak Nunga Budja. We are back with Ooh. Demystifying Producing episode three in our series and a lot has happened since you last heard from all of us in the room obviously is basement productions we have tangy we have busty bubbles and we have his royal highness i always love starting with that i feel like (laughs) it's very funny like i said how are we all yeah feeling good good really good okay so we're gonna dive straight on in let's do it um obviously where where we last left you for those who've been playing (laughs) along um on the previous episode we uh talked about just how complicated and nitty gritty it like was to apply for a fringe hub venue for the upcoming 2024 fringe season. I don't know years anymore. Um, <laughs> the next one. <laughs> the one, the one that's going to happen yeah. soon, but it's also kind of happening now. We're already referring to this year's one as last year, and I don't know what know. time it is anymore. Um, so we were about halfway through that, and I had mm. been pulling us apart for every single question, being like, explain this, explain this. And I realized a lot of the answers were, we don't know. We just had to answer the question, <laughs> um, especially when it came to things like how many tickets are you selling? What price are you selling them for? And the answer mm. to those questions were quite often things like, well, we don't even know what the venue capacity is and what time we are. So how can I tell you what tickets are going to cost without knowing <laughs> other information? Um, that happened for a lot of our questions, yeah. I, I think. So um, I think we fast forward just a little bit. We yeah. got through that application very like a lot of repetitive questions I think Mm. as I was going through the application a little earlier today being like a lot of reframing the same thing but in different words do you think that's kind of right yeah yeah I think you know accessibility purposes want you to be super clear on everything so yeah it was understandable but there was a lot the poison especially chosen for Cusco Cusco's poison (laughs) (laughs) very bad um so you apply for all of this Mm. you cross your fingers and you wait um, and then the very real thing happens where you get rejected. Mm. Mm. Um, mm. How did that happen? Was it an email that's just like, lol, sorry, no. Yeah, <laughs> minus time. the lol. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. I think, it, well, I'll speak for myself. Um, oh, good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I'm going to speak for Blake. Um, Do it in a sexy voice. Felt disappointed, just mainly because of how much extra work Mm. we had to put in for the application. I think I alluded to we had to prepare a um, production plan, a promo plan, like it went like quite next level. Um, But then, yeah, within 
a minute of reading it, we were like, right, plan B, yeah. let's, mm-hmm. let's so get going. So you've got to jump pretty quickly. That's where I was hoping to talk about next is like you've got not really a lot of time to go, oh, yeah. damn. You've literally yeah. got time to do that. Yeah. It was like and then it's like action. Tiny, mm. tiny bit deflating, but it yeah. wasn't like sad moment. It was like, okay, we just got to keep mm. pushing and keep yeah. going because like now yeah. we know yeah, so at least. Mm. And especially when, with like the amount of venues that are accepting fringe shows in, mm. a lot of people are already booking them up. That's I know certain people who are ask. already booking stuff yeah. way back in June. Yeah, that's what prep. I was going to ask next. It's like if you're applying in the middle of applying for a fringe hub, mm. are you supposed to not message any other venue and wait until you get your yay or nay? Or can yeah. you do a little bit of the I two? Think, um, well, I think the reason we didn't go down that road mm. of just like having multiple venues up in the air is because you, you don't want to commit mm. to too many people and then have them hold a space for you because most venues oh, aren't totally. able to do that. Yeah, no. Even like I think it was within the span of the, a day or two days when we like got the post fringe hub email, mm. we were like knocked back from like seven venues that we emailed yeah. just in that 24 hours. Just yeah, in that initial <laughs> period. Within yeah. that same day – we, we sent out, I think it was about five emails to different venues and um, only one said, oh, well, no, two said yes. Mm-hmm. Um, clearly we went with Recobite, um, which... Damn, spoilers, that's not coming for the next 40 minutes. <laughs> We've already announced. <laughs> I know. <laughs> um, yeah, so that was a great deal for basement on mm. many levels um but the other one we were offered it just we just couldn't make yeah. the times work we had one other mm. um one other offer during the time we were waiting for our fringe hub application review yeah mm. um and it was for another hub um hub like oh no that's the that's the other one yeah sorry there were three oh, responses gosh. so so yeah you, let's just put it in some okay. sort of timeline order yeah. yeah so while you're you don't have the yay or nay yet mm. you're waiting for that mm-hmm. we did do so you did one. have one feeler yeah, out there just one it we, was um i don't know if we're allowed to talk about it because i haven't really fully released stuff do but i have bleeps i don't know yeah. <laughs> no i, I just maybe just don't in. name it i wouldn't name it but there was a there's a group of um, producers that were taking over a venue in Perth for the first time. Oh, yeah. And it was a 300 to 350-seat venue, Cedar venue. Mm. Um, And We were like, sure. We are like, yeah. We'll try and make that work. Iconic. (laughs) A lot of wheels. (laughs) Yeah. So that's the only other one we had going at the same Mm. time as our Mm -hmm. fringe hub application. Yeah. Then post getting the no to a hub, that's when we sent out another five emails. The other one was an application. This was the five emails that I was saying were inquiries for Mm -hmm. dates. And yeah. Yes. That's like, that was my next pivot point is like, do you then base your inquiries just being like, what do you have? Tell us and we'll sort of go from there. Or do you go, I just want weekends. What do you have on weekends? I just Uh, want like, do you have to like, how specific is your EOI to these venues? Because you've got a concept and you've got an idea, you just mm. need a host. Um, well, how we worded it was selling the concept. Yeah, and it was saying, negotiating. Yeah, <laughs> and saying well, that's how we started it. And Where's saying, that email? Show me. Okay. <laughs> Real um, time. Like, I just, I'm very curious on like how 
you then approach people because, like, you don't want to lead with being like, well, Fringe Hub said with the wear shit and, like, now we want <laughs> Will you please have us? We promise we're pretty good. I don't think we even mentioned that we were knocked back from a Fringe oh Hub. Oh, my God, venue. no, that would be chaotic. <laughs> don't do no. that. It's Hi. okay. There's Aria's plenty of amazing number one, Please never do that. Please okay. don't be like, I've been rejected a bunch. <laughs> Here we go. So, hi. Insert venue. Insert venue. We would very much like to be able to work with you this fringe season to bring Welcome to the Gayborhood to Burlu, a full queer lineup of burlesque, drag and performative artists. Essentially, the show concept is we want to invite people to our gayborhood, super camp, a little lean into the Aussie soap opera neighbours and a lot basement. The MC will take the audience on a block party they'll never forget, BYO, the potato salad, and we will bring the fairy bread. Each house is represented by a performer until we all meet together to party. If you're open to this, we would love to discuss date options with you. And then I just went into the media release um, event blurb, mm-hmm. then banged on about our um, reviews for the last two years at Fringe. Oh, yeah, yeah, good. And that's it. Okay, great. So this went out to, you said, five different yep. venues. Mm-hmm. Um, and caught two little fishies. <laughs> <laughs> two little so, big fishies. Yeah, two big fishies. Fantastic. So the response you got from the other venues was just mm. along the lines of we're at capacity already. Was yeah. that the sort of energy that we're looking at? Hi yeah. there. I'm so sorry, but the venue is completely full. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So we... At Where that we point, like, we're feeling a bit of the pressure. Yeah. We're like, okay, this might have been uh, – we might have missed our chances yeah. completely at any, any venue risk. in Perth. Like, mm. Yeah. It was so there's, a that's the risk almost. Hard couple days. Yeah. That's when, yeah, we we weren't disappointed anymore. We were like white-knuckling and we were <laughs> like, fuck, let's get – so then we went on to the AVR again and – we um or oh, one of the fish uh, in the um no you didn't get a fringe hub email they actually gave you some suggestions of venues that oh, might suit your show or find the email no if you but like. that's really that's not something i'd heard before so like that's yeah that was nice that's genuinely yeah. like somebody took the time like it's not a group email you know like yeah <laughs> it's actually got like hey we think that your vent your show would be suited to this this and this because we read the application <laughs> and Good we had a thought vibes. about it yeah yeah, okay, cool. yeah. that's nice um I can't find it that you'd have my thinking face for too long, but basically <laughs> it gave three suggestions. Mm-hmm. And so that was our, after we sent out those other emails, then we also looked at their suggestions. Um, well, how did you, like, you don't have to talk about the venues themselves, but the yeah. suggestions that they gave, did you find them to be a match for your show? No. no not specifically? No, we um, we we went online, had a look at the venues, and okay. they just... Um, Either didn't suit basement for accessibility reasons. Yep. I think one had heaps of stairs. Yeah. And or it just it looked a little I don't know, I feel like basement suits a bar. Yeah. You know, like a, and it's not saying everyone has to drink, it's more the vibe. We're just and a little dark, a little gritty. Yeah. 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 And so they were a bit light, the yeah, venues. Cool. And so yeah, mm, that's maybe like a few of them seemed like they were Venues turning into cabaret, mm. yep. like areas for fringe, like yeah. which can which can work sometimes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Of course. it probably would have worked for Morphosis mm. um, because that had such a theatrical vibe to yeah. it, but not for Gaborhood. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So then you had two venues come back and say 
hey, mm. we have something. Yeah. And so then how do you narrow that down? Like what are your criteria? Is it dates? Is it times? Is it what it, like what are the boxes that we're ticking? I think the first one that we actually got an acceptance for, um, they were matinee period time mm. slots. Oh. And we gave that some serious thought. We did. Yes. Yeah, okay. We, we're like, maybe yeah. we could, you Yeah, know. we, we flirted with daytime yeah. Can basement. we talk a bit about that? Because obviously, like, we just talked a little bit about how basement requires, like, that idea of a bar and that idea of, like, the nighttime yeah. vibe. Mm. The idea and then we're like, of, day. Yeah. <laughs> um, we need things that are dark and gritty, not very light. Hey, how about a matinee? Mm. Um, <laughs> and we're like, yeah, let's talk more about that. <laughs> so For I, me personally, yes, it's like I, I'm tired. <laughs> and so, like... Sometimes, like, I want to see a show, but I can't be up, like, waiting for shows that are on mm. at 11 at night or 1, 1 in the morning. Yeah. yeah. If I can have a show at, like, 4 or 5 in the afternoon, go have dinner, go home, have a nap. Oh, wait, so we're not saying, like, a 12. No, no. I think no, one of them was, was 2 one, o'clock. Uh, yeah, one yeah. was 12.30. Okay. And then the other was 12.30. So we were offered four matinees plus, I think, two nights Woof. at this venue. Okay. And I yeah, think I s- oh sorry, oh, sorry. No, and I was just going to continue. Like, what our considerations for why we said no to mm. the matinee mm. was like the size of our cast and um, the yeah the considerations we wanted to make for the change of crossover periods between shows. Mm. It was like yep. we can fit you in here, but it'll be really tight, and there's another show on after yeah. you, and we just didn't really want that. Yeah, for our cast mostly, mm. and some of our cast also have day jobs. Makes it a little harder to... Yeah, and when you want to... I think we talked a little bit about like the fact that Basement is offering a base rate. When you want to offer a base rate, you want to make sure that you can actively like meet said rate. Yeah. Yeah. And it might be a harder thing to do when people are actively at work or even those like afternoony spots where mm-hmm. it's like, okay, yeah, people can come down, but they're coming down with their kids in the school holidays and this is not the show for them, mm. perhaps. Yeah, Is that, like, right. a part of it at all? Um, yeah, I think, you know, how many bumps on seats is important yeah. because, um, yeah, you, you highlighted one of the points of difference for basement, this fringe, is that we're offering a base rate, which we've always done, yes. to be fair. Yeah, yeah we've um, just talked about previously, so yeah. that's not a new concept, no, yeah. but a lot of other shows are doing profit share split and that's you know that's that's their journey and Mm -hmm. that's cool but yeah that does crank up the volume for us around how many tickets are a minimum yeah we had to do maths real maths (laughs) the the budget (laughs) is no longer a vibe only sat down we worked out numbers it was so good i fully have to admit that i'm so glad to hear that i was not a fan of the budget being a vibe i mean it was always it was always just gonna be a plan yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna take a little bit of 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 um I I did it. Yeah, thank God we have someone that has right brain functioning. Yeah, <laughs> like, exactly. But yeah, it was like sitting there. It's like okay, if we have a base rate of the performers, mm-hmm. we're going to do X amount of shows. So each show, we need to have this much amount of money to pay mm-hmm. for them. Then yeah. we're like, all right, what's going to be our ticket fees, our venue fees? We need to make X amount of money mm. for that. All mm. answers that like were almost impossible to come by when you didn't know what your venue was, no. your time site was, or your capacity was. Yeah. These That's are like right. things that really stumped but me. But I suppose the the email from Fringe did confirm those details in some aspects because ah. they they when you apply um, for Fringe and you have to answer all those questions that you're like. I don't know because I don't know where I'm going to perform. Exactly. Um, that's what you do get accepted with. 
So no, you can't have a hub, but yes, we agree to your show concept and you're allowed to put it on in Fringe. You just got to find your venue. All the other details remain the same. You just have to negotiate with the venue that you do choose what the um, percentage split is with the venue and that varies yes to venue to venue yeah completely so um, but just going back to the matinee yes, sorry, please do yes um the thing that i thought would be good is that the matinee could be kind of like a warm-up uh, and then having okay. a show that night as well yeah um you know sometimes it can just like yeah give, be an opportunity to to get the kinks out and go. But not when there's four matinees and two nights though. The split's not really in your no. favour. Mm-hmm. No. But well, within that time frame, we got a yes from Recabite and got amazing dates um, offered to us and times, mm. and we considered saying yes to the other venue as well and doing and both doing both Ooh. um <laughs> just like made it nice. 50 times harder than yes because <laughs> you needed to do this show 10 times yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> so but that became a no when we realized that the registration you pay to fringe yep is per venue (laughs) and per number of shows yeah and so then we did the maths on that we're like yeah no (laughs) that's not happening that's actually something we should probably super quickly touch on is um is your use your fees in that side of it like before you've made a single cent before you've put a single bum on a single seat um you also have to consider that not only are you entering into maybe a profit split or maybe a venue higher fee with the venue itself but you're also paying fringe application fees um Mm. which is basically to be in the program and on the website Mm -hmm. um is to exist under the banner of being like this is a fringe world event Mm. that we approve of even though i don't think the con- this is this is where I get maybe confused and maybe a bit like artsy wanker up myself is that the whole point of Fringe is that they don't um, disapprove of any event, which mm-hmm. is why there's been some problematic events that have taken place at Fringe mm-hmm. um, in, in time and memoriam um, is because they don't necessarily ever turn anyone down and say, we will not put, have your show under our banner. Um, so they're not even really approving of a concept. They're just sort of going like, yes, you can be under our banner, which is... Neither here nor there. But mm-hmm. for that, for that privilege of being under the banner, you pay fees. Mm-hmm. Not only do you pay ticketing fees off of every single ticket that is sold mm-hmm. um, or your client or customer pays said fee as well, um, but you pay a fee to exist in general mm-hmm. um, and it's dependent on the amount of shows you're doing and each venue as well. So it's like one show is a one-off fee of, I don't even know what the numbers are, so I'm going to make them up. Say like one show is 100 bucks. It's like mm. two shows, no, is not $200, but it might be like 250 And then it'll go like somewhere between four and six shows is this much or whatever. Yeah. And then if you were across two venues, you'd have to pay that twice. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's right. Woof. Okay, so you'd be paying yeah. it for the four shows at Recabite plus the six shows at Mystery Venue. Yeah. Which is a lot yeah. to do. It's not just like I mean, one bulk one. I think it could like even itself out over those two venues and over those two shows, given that you were having more chances to sell tickets mm. over yeah. more show dates. Yeah. Um, but yeah, thankfully it's all, most of it's done post fringe. So once mm. you have all your tickets settled and mm. that kind of stuff, so you don't have to pay it upfront immediately. Just you, the registration. Just the registration. Registration fee, fee you do. Yeah. 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 Um, so yeah, that was paid. Yeah. For one. Yeah, which is really interesting just like to put 
just to put into people's heads um, an idea of like what they do mm. have to outlay. Um, the numbers, thankfully, the one like one of the things Fringe does quite well is they're quite transparent about their numbers. Yeah, they'll literally post it. Like you don't have to go scrolling too far to find the um, here are <laughs> these are the fees. This is what we're charging you. This is what we're charging your guests. Mm. Um, it's everywhere. Uh, so. Now with the money talk because it's boring and gross. Money. Very, <laughs> unfortunately, very necessary. Recabite sends you an email. Mm. Um, what is the email? What is the offer? What's the negotiation? There was a lot of happy pro- dance. Well, what's the negotiation? Like, okay. was there any negotiation? Uh, Did they just offer you the juicy upturn? Like, what was they the were talking to us because they were like, your time will possibly overlap a different show. Mm. How would that affect you? Would that be? Something that you would What's take into show? consideration. Ruben K. Hole. Oh, shit. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so it's like pretty big show. We feel like yeah. we could take them. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, I'm not saying that we're not good, but I'm not as popular as Ruben. <laughs> no, we just we, we took all the dates that were offered and we put a poll up in our um, basement fringe message group and mm-hmm. we just we voted. Um, with amongst the three of us. Shout out to the amazing Cleo at Recabar. Yes. Yes. Thank Cleo. you, Cleo. You're our hero. Cleo <laughs> was amazing in working with us and yeah. being really great at contacting us like within a really short amount of time oh. and getting yeah. it all locked in because obviously they're on a time like frame mm. as well, yeah, time schedule. Yeah. Um, and they want their fringe season locked up. That's yeah. it. Because they need to start putting it on their website totally. straight away. So yeah, yeah, it was it was awesome. And, and that was different too. Oh, sorry, uh, no, guys. I was just going to say. they've got multiple platforms with, yeah. um, with mm. the Recabite because yeah. they use Megatex as well. Is that the? Um, oh. I'm not sure. They go through all the websites, it's gone through themselves. So you buy it directly from um, the Recabite. World. There's out certain yeah, shows that might use outsourced ticket sales things. Do, can they? I don't know enough about this topic to continue to talk about it because I don't know if they can do that. I did that work period. front of house at Recline for a short <laughs> period of time. So. But during, do you have any recommendation? Recommendation recollection of like during Fringe if they still use their ticketing platform during that time as well as Fringe? Yeah, think, yeah, yeah, because they're their they own can. venue. Because yeah. mm-hmm. I remember when initially QPB had a. We were supposed to be with His Majesty's Theatre um, downstairs and mm. they were like, because we're part of the Arts Culture Trust, your tickets are not only on Fringe World's website, PTT. but they're also on our website. And I was like, great, cool, what does that mean? They're like, oh, it means you pay the fee twice. Um, <laughs> I went, ah! Anyway, yeah, I yeah, know. Um, because they have like different ticketing fee structures and it's up to like the person who runs them to see where they're selling the most. Mm. And like mm. decide whatever I don't know I don't, I don't understand think, that side of it. I don't think the Recabite does that, but they mm. they are their own venue. They're not a fringe hub venue, but they're pretty much just as close as if that makes sense. Oh, like, totally! Yeah, three mm. yeah. floors of, of excellence for an entire month of just yeah. screaming fringe stuff. Yeah, yeah. and yeah. food and food <laughs> <laughs> that as well. So you get offered the dates. Mm-hmm. You figure out that you're going to do. We're going to do Fridays and Saturdays, nineteenth, mm-hmm. twentieth. 27th, 28th? 26th, 27th. Well, we had, we had a couple other dates in mm. there and then um, when the times were overlapping with K-Hole, yeah. um, it was like a week later that Cleo found some extra dates yeah. for us and was like, uh, would this be better? So is that why it's over two weekends? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So that the show starts a bit earlier so that by the time our show finishes, people can then go to K-Hole without missing any of it. Yeah. Mm. If they so wish to 
stay in one venue, which you totally can. You totally and can. then and afterwards day. go have a nice dinner. Yeah. <laughs> or probably before Before. If you're yeah. <laughs> I'm before. before. Yeah, but so all of the shows are at the Goodwill Club, which is the basement yeah. of Yeah, basement's found a basement. Basement in a basement. Yeah. Again, <laughs> full circle. Yeah, it's a bit cool though. It's a quite a lovely basement space mm. down there, which is nice. Um, yeah, okay. So what are the agreement details that you're willing to share? Well, I think what I'd like to say yeah. is that um, this this fringe we're doing four shows, so clearly that increases how much your registration fee is with Fringe um, because there's a ticker box thing. One to two shows is something, two to three and, you know, four to five and plus and whatnot. Um, What I noticed is that with Basement kind of stepping up and levelling up um, each time we do something, it comes with extra responsibility. And I suppose I will own the fact that... um, the budget vibe that worked really well for us for the first year or so because <laughs> it was pretty low level, you know, responsibility in a lot of ways. Like we we were, we always were able to pay our crew and mm-hmm. that was that was great. But yeah, when you choose to level up, it comes with extra responsibility, not only financial, but what we noticed. And clearly, we've announced another show as well in between. Yes, which we totally will touch on, yes. Um, So it's been really fucking hectic, actually, (laughs) is what it's been, to be be blunt. Yeah. We've had to have – so going back to Recabite, we had to have all of our promotional material copy as well as the graphics Mm. pre-done. So that's all done for them. Smashed it. Yeah, we we did. We really did smash it. Yeah. So is that uh, not a sponsor, Canva Pro Excellence going on there a little bit quickly? Oh. Um, yeah, shout out Canva Pro. <laughs> yeah, uh, we, we definitely have a membership. I actually have a design degree, um, <laughs> just so everyone knows, but I will not be ashamed for using Canva Pro. Uh, no one's shaming. No, and there's there's no shame here at all. Our basement's graphics are on point. Thank we, you. Like, Clearly, I'm biased, um, <laughs> but we get a lot of feedback from a lot people of screaming at a yeah, computer same. screen. <laughs> Why don't you do this? Oh, <laughs> uh, I've had a lot of problem with my phone this time round. Normally, I'm able to download the stuff from Canva on my phone, and then I put it up. Do all the yeah, retracting okay, our Canva shout out. <laughs> Fix your mobile app. <laughs> yeah. Stop so, shav- saving everything is like the thing I don't want to save it as. Truly. The E. The E just would stay stationary and everything else would move. <laughs> I'm like, why aren't you moving? <laughs> anyway, yeah, getting off we point. That. We had to get everything all pre-organised for Recabite. Yeah. That was different. Having to be, you know, I think we're pretty organised though in general, but this was extra organised. Yeah. I mean, I think the venue managers put that pressure on their shows because they have to be that organised and yeah. that routine with it. Um, so Yeah, when they've got, like, newsletters and programs mm. that yeah. go out on a consistent level, like, you know, if the turnover is a turnover, you've got to match those dates. Yeah. Exactly. And it was, so, it was very validating to get a bit of a pat on the back saying, you guys are the first ones that yeah. put theirs in. We're like, yeah, the basement you. got a gold star. So that was a bit like, yeah. <laughs> That's so funny. Um, so, yeah, there's extra responsibility, yep. but also there's there's some shared responsibility, which I think is really cool as well. It's not all on us to do the promos. Recabite's going to help. Mm. We've, we've not really had a lot of that. Yeah, and the they also have a pretty extensive like list of 
uh, not only like do they have their people and their email list that they have, mm-hmm. but they also have like quite a good list of like reviewers and people that mm-hmm. often come into the Recobite to do things because they've just got such a good relationship with the community at large that like it's a great it's a great spot to yeah. be, really. Mm. It's like a printed program as well as like they have their own fringe box office out the front of the venue. Yeah. So there's people spruiking your show because yeah. they obviously want to get people through the doors mm-hmm. as well. So yeah. it's nice. And we're mm. going to be able to give them big posters to display in the record bite, which mm. is always like, fun. Like yeah. I know that art's dead, but like, hello, I want a big poster <laughs> with my face on it. It's yeah. fun. I do. My titties are going to be blown up Hell like yeah. so big. It'll be great. <laughs> like literally something that I've been trying to do for like every show that I go to is have a copy of the poster for myself because yeah. yeah. when I'm in the nursing home somewhere, I want to sit there and pull out – Pull out my notebook and be <laughs> right, a little scrapbook. <laughs> but also just like a fun little thing is like you get your cast to sign the poster for your own little keepsake. Yeah, oh, that's make, cute. We haven't yeah. done that. We yeah, make do the that. thing special. Make yeah. the thing special. Yeah, um, I, I want a photo of me next to a photo of me next to a photo of me next. To, you know, <laughs> like have that. <laughs> that's so silly. <laughs> yeah. Wait. So the deal with the Rakabite. Mm-hmm. What's the go? In terms of this percentage, what, what are what are the what are the split rules? What's like the offer? Um, how do you look at an offer and go like, yes, this is beneficial to us? Like, mm. we don't even have we can use fake numbers if we want to. Like, that's fine. I um, can't remember to be honest. Numbers yeah. don't stick in my head, but I will say that it was it's the best offer that we've had for Fringe yeah. in terms of percentage. I remember that coming up when we were doing the budget. <coughs> and I had to track down how much it was. Yeah, for I think me, it pers- was, it's different to other venues we've had yeah. because some venues have a flat rate each mm-hmm. night that you hire it. Yeah, and then some do the same thing. Fringe does and takes another percentage of the tickets. Mm. Yeah, I think Basement is taking forty um, percent ourselves, and then mm-hmm. each of that is going to both Fringe and the Recobite. Yeah. The yeah. leftover. Yeah. 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 That makes sense. Mm. Um, yeah, I think it's just important to like just like recognize that it's not like you're getting some like a hundred percent lump sum mm. and then having to like divvy it up. It's very much like, no, no, I get this and then of this I have to give this to here and this yeah. to here. And like so you sort of yeah. have to go like, okay, and of it I get forty percent. So what do I and then do you work it out? Not that I love doing the money chat, it's just the thing that I think like new producers get stuck on the most it's like then what do they do because it's like all very well to be like my tickets are twenty dollars and i've got a hundred seaters and i'll sell them all out and that was a thousand dollars for me Mwaha. i'm using mm. those numbers because they're round <laughs> yeah <laughs> well, i know that that's not like a thing but like you know you go like great cool then i've got a thousand dollars and you go no no <laughs> mm. no you don't you have three hundred and fifty dollars like yeah. after you've done yeah. you know all of your expenses to cast and yep. back to venue and to the fringe world and the ticketing yep. fees and yep. etc yep. yep. Um, <laughs> this is why nobody makes money. Totally, no makes money. But also, then it goes okay. And you also assumed that you sold one hundred percent of your tickets. Yeah, we no, did work out the yeah. percentage or the particular amount of tickets that we needed to we sell. Did a thanks minimum. to Blake. Yeah. Literally sat there. I'm like, what is the cheapest ticket? What is the most expensive ticket? Yeah. Mm. Let's just put a little bit of a baseline there. How many free tickets we're going to have for x amount of things? Yeah. How much also of that percentage that no will equal that much yeah. money? There was literally a giant graft mm. happening for this. Yeah. We got graphs, everyone. Yeah. Oh, graphs. We went from a vibe to, to graphs. <laughs> vibe to a graph. <laughs> With colours. There better be colours. Yes. I haven't actually opened the spreadsheet. I just orally <laughs> soaked it really in. really on brand. <laughs> <laughs> um, still choosing to accept this as a vibe. <laughs> it's a, still my vibe. <laughs> um, I, I don't – I personally – 
didn't take into consideration the percentage yeah. that was offered to us. I'll, I'll own that yeah. clearly because that's my vibe. I just was very excited about the venue. Felt like that was a great opportunity for Basement and whatever we could do to make that be a yes mm-hmm. would be good for us. Um, the fact it was in a basement, mm. that got very exciting. I have tingles. <laughs> <laughs> um, and what else? Uh, yeah, the dates. We got the good dates. We got sweet mm. dates. Yeah. Um, and They're Friday and Saturday dates, aren't yeah. they? Yeah. yeah. Each one, which mm-hmm. is just... You don't, you don't get that. Chef's no, kiss. Yeah. It, very much. The only one we, we had a question mark around was the 26th of oh, January, yeah, but we mm-hmm. talked about that internally as well as then put it out to Cleo and say we have concerns about this date. It, it isn't a date of celebration mm. and clearly, you know, just fringe in general is a celebration of arts and then also Gaberhood is being promoted as this big party. Yeah. <laughs> um, so we've worked out, um, um, Cleo suggested something that has worked in the past for people, what um, other shows have done is actually have a percentage of ticket sales will go towards a, um, a charity mm. for First Nations people and that sat really well for us. Yeah, yeah. I'm... Yeah. Um, sometimes, especially when it comes to Fringe, a lot of the time when you get offered the dates, it's like accept the package or don't accept anything, mm-hmm. yeah. um, which can leave you performing at times that feel really weird and sticky. But that's a really good way. Mm-hmm. That's a really good way to like acknowledge the date being an awful time mm-hmm. um, and not a celebration while still being able to create your art as well, yeah. which is a weird weird tightrope to walk at the best of times. Mm. Um, have you guys thought of what charity it's going to be? Blake's got an idea. I have Keep a raising your hand. <laughs> Don't raise your hand. On a completely audio <laughs> medium. <laughs> oh. um, I hear your hand went up. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, well, we haven't actually talked about it in the in the group chat just yet, but there this is, is the a <laughs> there is an amazing charity called Black Rainbow, which is mm. for yeah. First Nations people who are queer. And I love the idea of donating towards them. Love mm. all those things. Yeah. Yeah. That might be a good one. I mean, people, hi, hello. Not that you've asked for this, but I've asked for this. If you have other charity suggestions up the back of this episode, please feel free mm. to let us know. Like Black Rainbow is an incredible one. But, I mean, even just from my own bank of knowledge, um, yeah. Because my Same. brain is like, I know that um, Sisters Inside is also a really good mm-hmm. um, charity that I'm just like percentages wise, because that's again where you get stuck, isn't it? It's just being like, what percentage actually goes to the cause and what goes to admin fees? And mm. those are, Black Rainbow included, are great like ones that are within our country, within our state, locally, that can actually be directly impactful. Mm. Um, but yeah, if you have ideas, listeners, let me know, because mm-hmm. uh, I'm always open to learning about more Incredible First Nations charities all the time. Um, okay, moving on from that. I don't know how to segue away from that. I could just talk about that <laughs> forever. Um, <laughs> okay, so once you've got this venue locked in mm-hmm. and you've powered through on Canva Pro with a designing degree <laughs> 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 and you've sent off the graphics and it's like, okay, we feel good about this. Mm. What was Basement's next thought? We cast. Figured out our cast. We yeah. invited our cast. Mm. Yeah, we did what we said in the original podcast yep. with you. We invited um, some some performers that we felt had a lot to bring to the neighborhood. Um, 
hand-selected our, um, our host, our MC, and then we put out a, um, an, a speed dating style expression of interest <laughs> um, because we had to also have the the lineup shared with Recabite as well mm. by a deadline. Gosh, yeah. Yeah, okay. it was – when I say it was hectic, yeah. it was hectic. Yeah. I think we only had four days of our EOI being open. Yeah. Wow. So and, I, we and, acknowledge uh, that it was pretty hectic time for people to see that, acknowledge yeah. that they maybe want to apply yeah. and then get that in before the end of the weekend. But we really appreci- appreciate everybody that mm. applied and put their whole their whole bussies into it, you know. Yeah. It, was, yeah. it yeah. was probably one of the early – well – a lot of shows this year, I think, are precast. Mm. So I think that, like, because Basement got a great level of response. Am I right? They got a we did. really hectic amount yeah. of like responses. Yeah. But I think you were one of the first local shows to actually put out. Yeah, which that, was yeah. also yeah. surprising that to was us, surprising. given how much like activity we had in the, that like yeah. three yeah. weeks. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it felt yeah. like it, like everyone else should be as busy as us. Yeah. Um, I'm sure they are, but yeah, <laughs> I, also I, I I want to yeah. um, own the fact that um, I had a lot of like personal stuff happening in amongst these yeah. these chaotic um, time frames that we're talking about. And when that happens for me, my dyslexia goes off the mm. charts and my dyscalculia. Um, and so I put the wrong dates, the wrong numbers in the expression of interest on the actual tech form. So I really want to own that for everyone that um, it seemed like there were more days. I got my, my six and nines round the wrong way. Um, but you know, we, we're always – that expression of interest um, link is still up, I'm pretty sure. Um, if it's not, please hit us up and let us know. We're always open to receiving expression of interest. We look at all of them. We have we actually have a spreadsheet. This is real. This has always been <laughs> this part one of you open. <laughs> this one I open and read because it's words, not numbers. Yeah. Um, and we have a list of everyone who's ever got in touch with us in, in whatever capacity. Um, and we, we look at that when we're – um, thinking about our shows, yeah, yeah, and, and when our you're, lineups. yeah, when you're looking at casting incredible shows like the next uh, basement show Nude that's coming bizarre. out in November, yes, we queer night, um, <laughs> we it doesn't sound as fancy, Sorry, it's just in not, not, not to, not gotta, to just like fully, you got to put some flavour. <laughs> that's into why it. I put the bracket in brackets. It's French for queer night. <laughs> <laughs> just could have been brackets gay shit and it just would have been like just as like spot on um so tell us just before we wrap up this first episode and because this one will come out before oh don't eat my words Aria. now i gotta check oh tell wait you, you tell me a bit about it while i check if i'm actually lying or not um well it's it's filled with queer shit <laughs> it's our Pride Weekend uh, celebration show that we are uh, Basement is doing another guest producer collaboration with the wonderful Serenity Von Vada. Queen. Yeah, it'll come out just. <laughs> this is going to come out just in time for this show. Oh, so, with any more seats that are available, or hopefully yes. not, it'll be so sold out by now. Oh. But, so let's just tell people what yeah. they no, missed out on. Still, the still, a, still a couple of seats. Yeah. So um, definitely hit it now. up. Uh, links in the basement bio. Um, it's 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 more than just a queer show, though. It's an event. It's 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 actually um, yeah. It, it is an event. It's a fundraising event for Freedom Centre WA. Fantastic. Um, and that's it's a service very near and dear to my heart. So, um, and I know they help a lot of queer youth in our community. So, there's a pre-show which will have a red carpet moment. Yeah, a little cocktail hour. Oh, Come yeah. and um, mingle and schmooze. There'll be games and a 
photo shoots set up there. So Cute. it'll mm-hmm. be happy fun times. Because I feel like up. one of the things we miss out on in going to shows is like catching up with everyone, seeing everyone's outfits, you know, mm-hmm. having the little pre-show chat mm. um and we have the opportunity because we're at the ellington and the upstairs area in their bar up there before the show starts at 10 30 11 yeah 11 that's right yeah mm. downstairs yep. so with an amazing cast yes of yes course. oh my god november 25th at 24th 24th oh, cool yeah don't rack <laughs> up i mean go on the 25th to ellington but please come on the 24th, 24th. first <laughs> november 24th at the ellington jazz club with the, the pre-show stuff starting at what time 8 30 8 30 with the yeah. show starting about 10 30 11 o'clock very mm-hmm. free 10 45 doors <laughs> open <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's not do anything so pace yourself at the pre-show um there's going to be a freedom cocktail um something really cool we did for this show that we've we've flirted with in the background um but have never done is vip tables and so that's that's been a really exciting thing to have for this show and that they sold out really quick Mm -hmm. um nice which is good and every ticket um has a portion that will go to freedom center wa plus um like tanji said we'll have the charity cocktail hour um, beforehand where there'll be a raffle so you can and a speaker from freedom center is coming yeah. down as well oh amazing yeah. that's really cool yeah. all right so let's wrap up uh this episode here mm-hmm. i think we've covered sure. so much i know i feel like we have it's yeah. like we're reliving that week all over again yeah. and, um, <laughs> we'll join you all post uh your incredible new bizarre show mm-hmm. to talk more about demystifying producing and the next steps for basement burlesque thank you everybody for joining thank you always fun bye bye WA Expose is an independent production our artwork was created by Georgia Sassenfeld and our theme music is Corrosive by Aria Scarlett and M Burrows you can find out more about the podcast or live shows at ariascarlett.com forward slash WA Expose even when we're on a budget we still deserve nice things Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.